You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 334. In this episode, I talk to Andy Love about how to live in alignment and create a business you love. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. On today's episode, I speak with Andy Love, who is a spiritual success coach helping individuals spark business growth and overcome blocks to success. Andy's mission is to redefine how the coaching world is teaching the ways to success. Prioritizing impact over income, Andy and her husband and business partner, RG, participate in service projects across the globe. Before we dive in, I want to share a review from Apple Podcast from Agnieszka Kakowska from Poland. She's telling us that she already left the review, but she's leaving one more just because she loves the podcast so much. Even now, after switching into once a week mode, the Sigrun Show keeps me regularly boosted with positive mindset and aspires me to think big and take action. I highly recommend to you, especially if you feel lonely on your solopreneur journey and everyday struggles. Well, thank you so much, Agneska. And I love to see you take action inside our Samba program as well. And you, dear listener, I would love if you left a review so more people can find this Sigrun show. And maybe you'll hear your name mentioned in an upcoming episode. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 334 to find links to Andy Love and the show notes of this episode. There you also find the free guide, Plan Your Profits Success Guide. I'm so excited to be here with Andy and talk about how to be in alignment and create a business you love. I'm super excited about this topic and I want to thank Selena So for connecting us. I'm always excited to have some new people on the podcast that I don't know yet. So Andy, you're new to me and you are new to me and my audience. Thank you for coming on the show. Ah, Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So... Before we dive into how to live in alignment and create a business you love, how did you get to the place you are today? Like, when did you start your business? I know you have a degree in psychology, but we want to go back to, were you planning to be a psychologist or, or how did that all evolve for you? My path really began as a very young girl, like feeling intrigued by people. So I would ask my parents tons of questions about people. Why is that person doing this? Or why does that you know, child do this? I just, I was very inquisitive and I always wanted to help. So if somebody fell down at the playground, I was like the first kid to run over and like want to help them get up. And so I think part of that was just in me. And so I knew like young age, middle school, high school, 
I wanted to help people. I didn't necessarily know that that meant I was going to be in psychology or as a therapist, but I knew that I wanted to be in some sort of helping role. And so I volunteered a lot as a teenager, went on, obviously got my bachelor's degree in psychology and art therapy, went on and got two master's degrees, both in autism specialty and transpersonal counseling psychology. So I was working in a helping role, just serving people and helping people really tap into their highest potential. And around 2013, kind of fell into the entrepreneurial space and started seeing that there was more possibility than just working in my office, working a nine to five, you know, clocking in, clocking out. And it expanded my awareness to how I could take the skill set that one was naturally in me, two was part of my educational background, and then turn it into a greater passion. That was something that I could really monetize. And so launched my coaching business actually at the end of 2015 and really started applying the principles that I was learning in my um, counseling programs to my own life and business, which was kind of a different spin on things than most traditional business coaches do. And you know, here we are three years later with a super lucrative business that is absolutely what I love, very much in alignment as we're on this topic of alignment. And I'm now just really teaching other people to do the same thing, which is really, really fun. So what drove you to study what you studied? Yeah, I was curious about human behavior, why do people do what they do? And, you know, I went to a Buddhist graduate program, um, which was interesting for me. I'm not a Buddhist. I didn't know really anything about Buddhism. And the big thing that they focused on in my program was that we have to find ego to lose ego. And we have to understand why we do certain patterns and behaviors. And really this overall philosophy that we all have the ability to overcome. And so I would approach my therapeutic practice in that way. And I realized that in this world that I'm in now, this entrepreneurial world, it's kind of the same things. And so I was just really curious about like, why do we get into habitual patterns? Why do we think negative things about ourselves? Why do we think negative things about other people? What is that? And how does that energy prevent us from really calling in what we want? And if we begin to understand that energy and become an ally with it, what's then possible? And so that was really my drive. And then obviously I was dealing with some like health issues and other things personally that I was curious about in my own life. And so started as a self-discovery path that turned into a, whoa, this is like actually my passion and super fascinating. So I'm continuously a student. I'm always learning and applying that higher level education into what I do now, which is, it, it makes me feel better about all those years I spent in school. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I have four master's degrees myself. Yeah. Yes. But when you say you were working nine to five, were you a counselor? Like you were actually um, treating people or counseling people? Yeah. So I, um, I was working in two different realms. So I, I was working for county mental health at the time I was living in Colorado and I was working primarily with adolescents, um, which was very different for me. Um, so I was doing individual therapy with them, family therapy, and then group therapy. And then I also was an autism therapist. So I was working with kids diagnosed on the autism spectrum and really approaching it from a family systems model where I was 
guiding the whole system. And this was something I was doing in a private practice. So I had the job and then I had the private practice, which kind of was my first business venture, like not working for somebody else. And then that just continued to expand and evolve. And eventually I made my way out to California where I live now and finally kind of left all those days behind me and have stepped into this new role, taking everything that I've learned and working with people. Mm. So who were your first clients? Did you just make an offer, uh, you know, in 2015 and they just came? I guess it was maybe not that easy. <laughs> no, I wish it was that easy. I had a following, you know, I was kind of always one of those people that people would come to for inspiration or, you know, they'd come to for advice. And I think that was just kind of the helper role that I was always in. So I was constantly posting, you know, positivity on my Facebook feed and on my Instagram and on these places where I was just kind of organically growing a following. And so when I started to change direction and let people know that I was kind of moving into this business, I wasn't necessarily a business coach right away. I was doing more of life coaching, spiritual coaching, helping people find their purpose, helping people remove their blocks energetically. Um, so it was very woo-woo, I guess is what we sometimes call it. And so it started that way. And the clients did just kind of come or very organically putting offers up, doing a lot of just trainings on Facebook. And then as that started to grow and it started to monetize, people were then asking me, how did you monetize your business so quickly? And I thought, huh, there's something to this. So then my role shifted more into a business coach, but really applying the principles of what I did to monetize, which wasn't necessarily so much based on structure and strategy, but based on these authentic connections and really finding my own alignment with what was important to me in my life. And so then I shifted into the business coaching while pulling in a lot of these spiritual components. And so it wasn't until like mid 2017 where I really, really saw that massive spike, but It was about 15, 16 months of just showing up, low-level offers, a few clients here, a few clients there. Consistency, that was a big piece, consistently showing up, right? Um, we can't just do something for a few weeks and then be like, it didn't work or why don't I have the result yet? So that was a big thing is I just was very consistent because I was super passionate about this bigger mission I had. Mm. And you talk about alignment. We've dropped the word a few times and it's the title of the podcast episode. So let's come into that. So what were you seeing when you started to help these, I guess, women build a business and they wanted to build something similar to what you had built yourself and what had been stopping them? What was the problem? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times we want instant gratification. So we get inspired. We want to start a business or maybe we've been in business for a year, two years, three years, and we're not getting the result we want. And when people are coming to me, you know, my first question is, is, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? And a lot of times the answer is I want to make money. I want to have a seven figure business. I want to pay off my debt. I want to get out of my job, right? So there's a lot of answers that when I see that, I immediately hear resistance. There's something that we're trying to push away from. And that's great for us to understand that pain point. But I like to then pose the question, well, okay, so if you have the money or if you have more time 
What is that offering you? What is that giving you? What does that look like? And I found that a lot of times people were just pushing away from what they didn't want as opposed to being pulled by this greater vision or desire. And sometimes people don't even know how to answer that or they can answer it, but it feels so far away that they're not connected to it energetically. And so I like to help people, one, first recognize what are they pushing away from so that we can stop pushing away from it, right? Because often when we push away, we create roller coaster results. So we want to stop pushing away and figure out what that thing is that they're being pulled towards. And then from there, when we can identify that, really bringing it into the here and now. So getting them to feel it, to like vividly be in that vision now. And then from there, we start to develop those structures and strategies. So a lot of times it's just people are energetically disconnected from that bigger vision or purpose. They can see it, they can talk about it, they can write about it, but they can't actually feel it. And the reason why is because they're pushing away from something. And that's just automatically a recipe for resistance. And resistance will never bring us what we want, ever. That makes a lot of sense. So I also say to my clients, you have to have a vision, you have to have a why. But you say they are maybe pushing something, like something is being pushed versus pulled. Yeah. Yeah. So how do they work on getting rid of those thoughts? Let's say the money thought obviously comes up. Let's say you are in a situation where, yes, you may have a great vision, but it's pressing the money thing. So how do you help your clients or, or what are the steps, let's say, to get rid of some of those thoughts? I do a lot of work with the chakra system, which is actually a little different. So some people are like, you do what? What's a chakra? And then other people are like, yes, I totally get it. Um, but I do a lot of work with the somatics of the body because the reality is, is that our bodies don't know the difference between past, present, and future. So we operate a lot of times in these psychosomatic programs that we're just trained. You know, we, we hear a loud noise, we jump, Right things like that. And so I like to help people understand the language in which their body is speaking. So often when there's maybe a block around money or receiving or a fear or someone's living in lack and scarcity, there's a reason why. And they can say an affirmation or write a new story or try to talk themselves out of feeling that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the body's not going to have the same type of fear response or lack response. And so The first thing that I do with people is really help them get tuned in to their bodies and maybe where are they feeling that sensation? Can they put a color to it? Can they put a, you know, a substance to it? Like, is it sticky? Is it feel tight? Does it feel loose? Like it's different for everybody. Do they feel it in a specific area? Often if they feel it in a specific area as a practitioner, that gives me really good information about maybe what chakra they're holding that in. So that's kind of the first step. And then from there, I may give them some somatic practices such as breathing exercises. I might give them some yoga poses to do. I might tell them to close their bedroom door and dance for an hour. Um, I mean, some of these things that I have my clients do, people are like, and that's going to help me make money. I'm like, just trust me, <laughs> just trust me. So a lot of it is getting into the embodiment first. And then from there, we can start looking at, you know, what does it look like to reprogram this? And then also getting into a proactive energy. So what can you currently do right now? So if money is an issue and that's your current reality, let's make a list of all the things that you can do. 
because a lot of times when that happens, they're thinking and they're, they're in fight or flight and they're not thinking clearly. And so I like to get them out of that energy, get them into a proactive, what can you do? And then from there, start to take action. So it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen necessarily even in one session. But what I have found is that the more that they can get embodied in what they desire versus being in the embodiment of what's freaking them out, we start to see these subtle shifts create a compound effect. And then eventually, you know, it could happen in four sessions, eight sessions, really hard to say, we start to then see the result that they want come into this physical 3D world. Yeah. So it's the first embodiment of getting rid of the fear and then the embodiment of what you want. Yeah. And we have to feel it to move through it. So another thing that oftentimes people will say is like, well, I don't want to talk about the lack because if I talk about it, I'm going to attract more lack, which there's truth in that, right? We know if we look at maybe the principles of say law of attraction or law of vibration, you know, we can say those things are true. And yet if we neglect or push something away, we're creating more resistance. So I like to bring those subconscious fears into consciousness if we bring them into our consciousness, then it gives us so much power to transform it. So sometimes this work happens really, really quickly for a client. And then other times, again, it's we're talking about reprogramming and unlearning things that took us years to learn. So we can't just expect it to shift overnight. But the more that we bring awareness to it, the quicker the comeback rate is, is what I like to say. Well, I learned a long time ago that if you have some bad feelings, let's say, is first thing is to accept them. Yeah, right. And it's only after you accept them that you can start to do something about them. Right. And I think our natural human instinct is, is oh, this doesn't feel good. Like, let me push it away. Or, oh, this doesn't feel good. I don't, I don't want to give it power or give it energy. But you're right. I mean, we have to accept it. We have to say, okay, this, my current reality is this. Now what can I do about it? And for me, when I can shift my thinking in that way, I'm now in the driver's seat again. The feeling isn't now, you know, dictating my choices. It's just, here we are. You're right next to me. Let's, let's have a conversation feeling negative emotion. Let's talk about this and then navigate through it. So, okay. That's a bad feeling. Uh, the vision, you were very right when sometimes the vision is so far away, it feels totally unattainable. Let's say someone has a vision of like, oh, I want to be Oprah or whatever. I'm yeah. Nobody's going to be Oprah, but <laughs> maybe somebody has the idea of becoming a big icon or, or maybe just a seven figure business feels like super far away, or even a six figure business feels unattainable. How can they bring that to the current state? Yeah. So I tell my clients all the time, we don't manifest. Let's use the word manifest because that's a, a word that's you know really big with my clients. We cannot manifest what we want by just closing our eyes and visualizing it or writing it down. The manifestation occurs in the feeling, which goes back to this embodiment piece. And so oftentimes the reason why something seems so far away is because they're not actually embodying what that vision is for them. And so I like to guide people through a process of, okay, let's look at it. Where is it at when you close your eyes? Does it, is it so far down that you are like squinting to try to make out what's in the vision? Or can you see it and it's on a movie screen and you're just like sitting in the audience watching? So I first like to understand 
where is it even at in terms of proximity if someone just like closes their eyes and tries to see the five-figure months or the six-figure year or the seven-figure year or the Oprah status? And that's going to give me good information. And then the second piece is to try to bring that vision closer in proximity. And then the third step is to then allow them to step into it. So rather than looking at it, they're in it looking out. So they're looking out of the eyes of themselves in that six-figure business or that seven-figure business, and then beginning to notice how are they holding themselves? How does it feel? You know, are their shoulders relaxed? Are they, do they have good posture? And you'll start to notice people, like especially when I'm doing my sessions and it's on video, you'll start to see their bodies begin to shift. So what's happening is they're creating a different psychosomatic response to what it is that they're trying to call in. And so sometimes it starts by just trying to bring the vision closer. And then as we get it close enough that they can actually see it and they're basically sitting in the movie theater and it's on the screen, then we begin to step into it. That's a practice that I have my clients do a lot or even writing their vision from first person and then getting into it again. So it's all about like the stepping in and the feeling and the experiencing because it's in that that we, we actually can make it happen. It's, and then that's the action. That's the energy they take the action from. So once they're embodied in it, then I'm like, okay, like go make that post or send that email or do that Facebook live. You want to take the action in that energy. That's really what, in my opinion, inspired action, inspired alignment is like, that's the alignment right there. Like you're in it, you feel it. Now you're taking action. It's going to create a very different result. Very true. Very true. I think I've been doing this since I was a child without knowing it was called visualization or embodiment or whatever. And one of my, let's say, tricks on my brain is actually being a place like physically. So I'm doing a went one year from now and I went there as I wanted to book the room, like I was in the audience. But once I had booked it, I asked if I could come and stand on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it's, it feels already done. Yes. 100%. I mean, the house that I'm living in is my dream house, but for three years I drove down this street pretending like I was driving home. So I had the luxury that the street was where I lived. Right. So like I could drive down it every day, but you don't have to drive down the street or stand up on that stage to still call it in. You can actually close your eyes and visualize and be in that like experience. And it's funny, you know, my parents would say to me, this is what you did as a child. So I'm like, ah, there's something to it. So when I hear people say, I think I've been doing this my whole life. I'm like, yes, yes. And then you know the power that it works. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. And it does. And I think we forget as grownups to do the things we did as children or, or we think it's silly or it doesn't work or we're too rational or logical about it. And it's about going back to, well, we did this already at children, or if we didn't do it now, at least we have two people here on the podcast and believe us, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think about like as a child and when we play as a kid or we're like role-playing, like whatever, I think about like we would play tag and just some of the stuff that we were playing, like the dinosaurs chasing us or whatever. I mean, like it would really feel like those things were happening. So it's like, if we can tap into that as children, bringing some of that playfulness back as adults is powerful. So I tell my clients like dream really, really big and feel into it and have fun with it because that's the energy that cultivates 
the ability to actually make it happen. The strategies and the systems are super, super important. We need those too, right? We can't just sit around all day visualizing and stepping into our vision and then think it's going to fall from the sky. There's, there's a time and a place too for that action and the structure and the strategy and the implementation. And so we really need both. But I have found the scalability and sustainability come when we move into that strategy from that alignment of really being in the desire. You talked about building a business that you love and that you mentioned relationships because that's how you built your business in the beginning. Like you had cultivated a following, you had done it organically, and still today that's a part of your strategy. How does that work? Yeah, you know, I think we're all in business, right? So we're all selling something, you know, we don't want to ever sell people, but like we have products and services that we are putting out to the consumer with the intention that they purchase or they enroll. And so for me, I like to really reframe it around like the, the sale, right? Starts well before I'm ever offering anything to my potential clients. So I'm all about relationship, all about authenticity, all about showing up in the energy of service, whether someone ever buys from me or not. So I treat every follower, every like, every email I get, every click as a potential person who could be impacted by my work, whether it's through a paid service or not. And I think that that has taken my business to where it's at today because I really, truly do show up in that energy every single day of service. And those authentic relationships have been the foundation for me and continue to be. I'm very, very, very high touch. And I don't have a huge following, which is really funny. You know, I have a, a seven-figure business with a very small following, but I have a very loyal following who's very much into whatever it is that I'm offering. And so for me, I tell people all the time, those relationships are everything, everything. And it goes a really long way. If you just take a moment each day, I ask myself, how can I show up in the energy of service today? And how can I show up giving value to just one person? And often then I show up giving massive value to lots of people, but just focusing in on, I'm going to just show up for one minute and impact one life. It creates a ripple. And that's how I started before I even had a website. And it's what I'm doing today, you know, three years later. So I'm really into the relationship. I'm really into the organic growth. Um, for me, that's been most important. And, and the thing that's really taken me leaps and bounds than even where I was a year ago. So you would say that is creating a business in alignment. It's because it's built on relationships. Yeah. And showing up and being myself. You know, I think that's the other thing is like, for me, if I'm having kind of an off day, I may show up and be honest with my audience. It doesn't mean I'm going to dish all my dirty laundry. I'm not going to be like, this is all the stuff that's happening today. But I may show up in that truth of what's up for me in that moment. And that makes me more relatable. I'm being vulnerable. And again, it's, it's what's right for me in that moment. And so again, yeah, that goes back to the, I'm in alignment with the truth of who I am right now in this moment. And that is allowing me to show up and then people connect to that. And then they reach out and they're like, do you have a program that I could get? And I'm just like, that's so funny. because a lot of times I'm not really marketing things. 
it always goes back to full circle. And I always just laugh when I see how it works itself out. Like I didn't realize showing up today with my shower cap on, um, talking to people about, you know, something was going to result in, you know, 20 inboxes of people feeling like they could relate to me and connected to me. Well, it's been fabulous, Andy. I thank you so much for sharing with us how to live in alignment and create a business you love. How can people find you online? Yeah, so I hang out mostly on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is at Andy Love. It's A-N-D-E-E-L-O-V-E underscore. And I'm on there every day. Um, you kind of get like the behind the scenes of my life. It's my own little reality TV show. So that's where I hang out the most and people can definitely find me over there. Fabulous. We'll link to that also in the show notes if people are driving or running with the podcast in their (laughs) ears. Make sure we can find it in the show notes. So Andy, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. Go to sigma.com forward slash 334 to find links to Andy Love and the show notes of this episode. There you also find the Plan Your Profit Success Guide for free. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post by using my handle sigruncom and the hashtag sigrunshow. See you in the next episode.